Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, number 34 of a series of whoever knows how many. <laughs> uh, my name's Infinite. Rob. Infinite. I'm Brian. And I'm Chopper. See, we did it. Feels we like did forever. It. Yay. That we one flowed smoothly. That was yeah. real smooth. Yep, that, that looked real smooth. It'll never happen again. Again. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, what are we, in April? It's already April Fool's. Wow. Time oh, is flying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the show. <laughs> April Fool's, uh-huh. that's the show. Uh, it was supposed to be a Depticon this last week. We never got to go, which Do sucks. Not. And uh, yeah, other than that, I think uh, I think that's all. It's been not happening. Although Gen Con's on, supposedly mid September. Yep. Really, I'm excited. So for like that. like September sixth to the eleventh, I think it is what uh, I was told. No, I thought it was later. I thought it was nineteenth to something. We'll have to check. Go into GenCon.com. I'm sure it'll tell you. I'll tell you in just a moment. I'm not as, paying attention to that. As we as we keep going forward with the show. I would do vamping. Uh, do come yeah. to our Facebook group, uh, Mobile Arm Radio on Facebook, or you can go to our uh, uh, what's it, Discord? YouTube? Discord channel. We got uh, all those things. Twitter. If you just search Mobile Arm Radio, you'll find us all there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, definitely go to f- uh, Facebook. I think that's the most uh, fanciest think, of Yeah, groups. I think our most active uh, community yeah. is there. That's, that's where we all hang out. Good good people. Yeah. And it, and it is 16th through the 24th. There you go. 16 or the 20th. 16th to the 20th. So if you're in uh, Indianapolis around that time, come see hi. I'm sure we'll be there. I know Pat will be there. I don't know. I Hopefully, will be there, I'll be sure. Hopefully I will be there. We'll see how it goes. Maybe Brian will be there. Mm, well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> well, he enough of this. got married. Now he can't go. Well, it's, probably, <laughs> it's also during school times. Uh, yeah, we'll go to the dropship. We'll talk about what we've been working on. We'll continue with the show. That's Dewey. Dropship landing. Okay, welcome to the dropship. As Pat dropped something. <laughs> uh, that was my chair. It was uh, a ship. You dropped a ship? Oh no. But I, I didn't drop the chair like I did in the hotel room that day. Yes, you almost gave yourself a uh, exam. Uh, let's start with you, Pat, since you're causing all this ruckus. What have you been working on? <laughs> it was your birthday. Uh, it was my birthday, so uh, birthday. thank you very much. Uh, my wife got me some really cool things, so while I haven't started working on it, because I really need to finish this stupid uh, Devastator, I just keep looking at it, uh, and I keep getting distracted, but my wife got me some awesome retro Space 1999 models, the Eagle spaceship, and then the fighter one, which I can't remember what it's called now. I think it's Hawk. I think it was a Hawk. Um for those of you who don't know, Space 99 are not old enough. That was a, a sci-fi show back in the 70s. Martin Landau was in it. Uh, they played guys that were stranded on the moon, and all they had was themselves on the moon. Well, the moon, the moon lost, lost. Oh uh, yeah, it spun out. Of, it spun out yeah. of orbit. Yeah, that's it. It was no longer around the Earth. It was. It was gone rogue. It gone rogue. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool, and they had the really the guns that wrap around the the like near the knuckles, so it looked like brass knuckles, and they would shoot. <laughs> so it's a good show i enjoyed it very fun memories of that it's on netflix i think it's on netflix i i was gonna watch it all because it's on there but uh i got the the spaceship models which are really cool so 
Um, Very nice. But, are they retro models too, or are they new models of the? I show? think they're newer models of the show. Uh, they're cool. not the old monogram. That's what's weird. Yeah, Revel. They, uh, they're kids. pain in the butt. Those old ones. I remember I had a uh, a bridge of the Enterprise when I was a little kid, and man, they didn't they didn't make it easy for you. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make good models back then. No, there was uh, no there was no nowadays with like slots and pegs, and it was all just like yeah, you glue a, a flat piece to another flat piece. Good luck. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, we were in a much better a place. A slightly than warped flat piece. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't even straight. You're right. Uh, so because we started reading books again, uh, <laughs> and I got ran out of entertainment, and I got my computer fixed. I've since we haven't hobbied in a while. I'm, I think we're going to rectify it this week, though. Yeah, we're we're going to do some hobby because uh, I want to get some stuff done. Uh, I want to finish up. Uh, I really want to get a, a clan vacation guy model painted nicely. <laughs> the prototype turned out really good, and I'm very happy with it. And now I want to make a. I want to make my clan mech for clan vacation. What do they call the leaders of the clans? The cons. Con. Yep. Yeah, I want to make my con. Mech. <laughs> and what were you quoting to us at the, before the beginning of the show? <laughs> Oh, I was crying a lot. Oh, yeah. Hey, there you go. Rathacon. He tasks me. <laughs> my guys my, my guys won't talk like that. They'll be more like, That'd dude. Kind of yeah, they'll be like, dude. <laughs> he harshes me. Oh, that's why Don't I Don't harsh my buzz, man. He, he harshes me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do His I got going on? heat sinks are killer, dude. <laughs> There's no heat in this mech. This is awesome. Uh, still printing. Well, I was printing aerospace models until uh, I got a fail, and I have a bunch of floating resin and some resin stuck to the FEP, the little flimsy plastic thing on my resin printer. So I have to change that out, which I haven't had a chance to do. Uh, again, that's something for this week also to do. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Nice. <laughs> How about you, Brian? What you been up to? Uh, well, you, I, well, you did see you pr- you posted some. Uh, yeah, I saw some pics. Yeah, so uh, one of the things I've been I've been working on is uh, right now there's um, in the Mantic Dead Zone world or Mantic worlds in general is that there's a writing contest going on, mm-hmm. and I really should have been working on that, <laughs> but I kind of <laughs> uh, I I hung out with our my buddy Rick and. Um, and he was showing off like all these, uh, uh, basically like, uh, Battletech mechs that he'd been 3D printing too. He's, he's, I think he's been getting into that Alpha Strike a bit more. And, um, and it just kind of like got that bug going. I was like, man, I really want to do another Strider. I haven't built another, a Strider in a long time. Um, and it's, it's one of those like I, I only had, I think, two kits, uh, lying around. Maybe one and a half. I've been. I sometimes cobble parts. <laughs> yeah. Um. To to make some of the ones, but uh, it was always something that uh, I had made a, one of these striders. Which, if you've never seen the the Dead Zone strider before, to think of um, that movie Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, the James Cameron one, and uh, the the mechs in there are pretty close. Um, there are mechs in the Last Airbender. Te- well, technically in Korra there are. I was going to say, yeah, there is. <laughs> Whoops. There's mechs everywhere. 
Man, I'm gonna have to add that to the list later. Ga- but um, yeah, Avatar we came out before Dead Zone, right? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatar, uh, the James Cameron, I think it was '09. Yeah, Dead Zone um, wasn't until like 2015, I think it was. But um, anyway, the I, I I had made one of these striders up, uh, or I'd done a couple in the past. One I made uh, as a goof custom. Uh, and because I love OHMS team, I had to make the companion Easy Eight version. Now the thing about those two is that I took parts from SD Gundam kits <laughs> and and I think a high grade. Um, what a to, high grade? Right <laughs> to um, to uh, make some of the pieces. So like the the shield on the Gundam and the shield that's on uh, my my. Uh, uh, goof custom and then like little bits and pieces majority of them were the the dead zone striders but there were kind of these accents and one of the downsides of that is like they were really fun to do i really liked how they turned out and i couldn't enter them in any contest yeah because they weren't 100 percent mantic um and so i was like okay i want to do kind of the regular ground type gundam uh to to pair with my easy eight and uh but i'm like it has to be a hundred percent mantic and sure enough i like cobbled together a bunch of stuff i I just kind of pulled out my bits box as it was and uh and i had at least one and a half strider kits available (laughs) so like i said when i should have been working on my story i'm like i'm gonna start putting some of this stuff together and see what happens and uh and it it really came together in a fun way. It's if you if you look at it, I don't know if my pictures uh, capture everything because it's is basically primed to be painted on next, um, which I did is kind of like a, a black base, and then I kind of hit hit it with white spray paint, uh, kind of from a, an upward angle, to, just to kind of give it some natural shadowing um, before I paint it proper, and. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a neat effect. I've been using that for my a lot of my building stuff too, and uh, so eventually I'll I'll start painting it. <laughs> but uh, but I did manage to get it pretty close to my Easy Eight style um, with with you know a lot of uh, the Dead Zone scenery stuff. Like I I, I probably cut up like three ladders. And some of like the the scatter terrain and stuff like that. Um, the the shield on his arm is like the base of one of the lamp posts. <laughs> so it, it's and and the the uh, V antenna array, which I don't know if it comes up in pictures very well because it's white on white. But I do have the V antenna on this one. Uh, that's actually two blades from a Terraton gauntlet. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I did so, notice it. Uh, you can see that V. I looked for it, and it, you can see okay, it. Okay, cool. But you got to paint it. Yeah, you paint it a little, make it a little brighter. Yeah, and and I, I, it's all like a lot of it's magnetized too. Oh, cool. Which was a lot of fun to do. So like the arms come off, so I can switch out. Um, I made, I made it. I gave it a sword. That's I'm gonna try to do like a beam saber kind of thing. Uh, as opposed easy. to a, if you I have think any it comes kits, with a chainsaw. Like almost every uh, Gundam kit comes with extra beam sabers, so you should have be able to cobble one of those out of there somewhere. Well, oh, you see, want it to be 100% I mean. mantic, it's, it's though. It's got to yeah. be 100% mantic. 
Well, uh, with that being said, you could take a piece of acrylic and that would still count. Well, what I wound up doing was I took some more of those lampposts. Yeah, I was going to say, the lampposts are pretty skinny. You can use that. And uh, and use that. Um, but but so it, it kind of worked out where I'm able to, to stick on the alternate weapon options. And then I made a backpack for it um, that I also magnetized. And my whole thought being is like, oh, I could make like essentially like striker packs mm-hmm. uh, for for the Gundam Seed folks out there. Uh, basically, there's just different backpack options to do different weapon loadouts and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and so uh, it, it's it's kind of I'm kind of treating it as like the, a mass production version of my Gundam kit because you could make it with 100% Mantic. Hopefully, I do a wow. good enough job painting it that it would 100% be 100% Mantic. If you have all those little bits from everything, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You could have a tutorial and everybody would be like, I don't have something that was, hasn't been manufactured for like 10 years. What are you talking about? <laughs> right, right. I, I should have just made it out of elf parts. Um, <laughs> eBay, people, eBay. Elves. But, uh, yeah, but no. How many was, boxes was... of elves do you still have laying around? Oh, we, still, we got like a dozen <laughs> at least. So you, you don't even want to know what's in the, in uh, the storage. I, I remember when you when you foisted a, his car was full of elves when you, from the storage <laughs> unit. <laughs> Oh, you're like, give these away, please. Just get them out of here. <laughs> we we have made a good dent in that supply, to be uh-huh. fair, but but we still have at least a good dozen of those 50, 50 model packs. But uh, but I digress. So <laughs> uh, it is something where I'm not quite in the the space to paint yet. Like mm. you know where where my hobby interests lie. I'm kind of in an, an assembly mode. Uh, I kind of want to just build stuff, and so I've been thinking of going into my little storage unit and digging out uh, the the stuff I had to make an Iron Ancestor in a Gurren Lagann style, where I basically just have, like, drill arms to give them and, and paint on the face. Um, I think that would be a lot, that'll be a lot of fun. And then eventually when I get around to painting, one of the other projects I got on the docket is to do my... Uh, finally make some Asterians, um, and I think I mentioned before, I want to paint them in the style of, of Zentradi, um, in Macross. So that should be a lot of fun. Even, uh, Evangelion, they might work pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're skinny. That, that was they're like, neat. they're lanky. You could do the whole set of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or that the, uh, Cypher. Yeah. Do like different Cypher primes or, or the Black Talons as, uh, some of those Evangelion mechs. Black then, talons, maybe, because they have the, those kind of shoulder fins that really yeah, stand yeah. up. Yeah, they kind of look like it. Yep. Mm. But uh, but yeah, that's it. So I've, I've for once I've actually been doing a little bit of hobby, and uh, I'll turn it back over to you, Rob. Uh, I have been like Pat said, three D printing a lot of aerospace uh, ships, just because we've been able to find some. So we're like, okay, let's try to different scales, and I I printed quite a few of those, and I had to design my own flight base and trying to make it solid and make it so it prints and doesn't just snap off which is harder than you think but, mm. uh, so i've been trying one that. of these days i'll get a 3d printer <laughs> yeah, everybody will have a 3d printer one of these days <laughs> right they're getting so cheap now but uh yeah so i've been doing that a lot of 3d printing of those guys coming up pretty cool i, I don't have a resin printer i just have a uh, a ender 3 pro and i've been i dialed it in i think i get pretty good prints out of it now especially if that's small scale so it's been working out happy with that i also uh Finally dragged out some of those Wids Kids uh, 
uh, Transformers models, the unpainted ones. And I've been painting Optimus and Megatron. I tried... They're supposedly pre-primed. That's BS. They're not pre-primed. If they are pre-primed, you, I don't know why paint doesn't stick to them. But I, I tell you right now, prime these things. Don't try to paint on them. Because it's, it's caused me more trouble than anything trying to, like, paint on the unprimedness. Just prime them right from the start and don't have to deal with all this trouble. But, uh, yeah, I got Optimus done and Megatron's half done. Like, he was he was one of the ones that... Because he was already gray. So I was like, oh, he's already gray. I don't have to do much to him to... But then trying to paint on whatever that material is that they... It's almost like bones. That's what they use. It's got the same quality as bones. It doesn't like taking paint and it kind of pools off of it. It's kind of odd. But, uh, yeah, they're fun. I, I can't wait to get more of them. Uh, once again, at uh, Adepticon, I would probably would have picked up the rest of them if they were there. When I went to uh, Pat's Hobby Shop, that's where I picked these ones up. So, yeah, excited nice. about those. And uh, other than that, I've been trying to catch up on other painting, but I just have so much. It's finally nice out, though, so I can start priming stuff, which is the key. Once you can prime, I think that, that speeds up the painting process. So I get these guys done. I have Bumblebee to prime, and I have Starscream, which I'm excited to paint. So I got those two. So those are the four I have right now. I think the second set has, like, uh, Soundwave, and I can't remember who else. But I like them, so they're fun. No game associated with them. And they're, I would say they probably scale well with, like, 20 millimeter, maybe even 15. They're probably a little bit big for 15 and too small for 28, so maybe 20 millimeter. If you want to do a Transformers game at that scale, mm-hmm. you, you could definitely get vehicles at that scale, but to actually... They have that Bot Wars game. I don't know if anybody's heard of that. So did Australia. I guess it was originally a licensed Transformers game, and then they lost the license. Oh, so that sucks. <laughs> so they do it, they, now they do it as, like, a... Looks sort of similar to Transformers. They should so. go the GoBot license. <laughs> right. Uh, Hasbro owns GoBots now. GoBots are part of Transformers. Oh, you're kidding. Yep. Hasbro owns everything now, though, so you're not saying no. much. Uh, What's the other other robot one? Is it just GoBots? Well, then Diaclone and stuff in in uh, Ch- in Japan. But, yeah, well, He-Man had some Transformers in his line. Like, when Transformers craze was on, everybody had Transformers in their lines. That's true. That's a good point. Even McDonald's had transforming french fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those I are all... <laughs> and they had burgers and shakes and stuff. They were pretty cool. Right? But uh, I'm pretty sure all that is owned by Hasbro now. I think I think all those companies are Hasbro. Because Hasbro bought Kenner, they bought Tonka, they bought like... So all these other companies that made stuff in the 80s, Hasbro owns. It's, it's pretty scary. Hasbro is the Disney of the toy world. That's true. True. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it. Anything else anybody got to talk about that they're working on right now? No working. No. <laughs> nothing, nothing mech-related, at least. And, uh, nope. yeah, we'll get to the next section, which I have a lot to talk about, because I've been bored. So I've had a lot of things <laughs> to talk about in Comstar. <laughs> Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Deads on the Podcast. And you're listening to... Mobile Armor Radio. Oh, hey, welcome to Comstar. This is uh, TVs, movies, books, comics, RPGs, video games, anything else media-related. Brian, you might as well start this time. Yeah, my, my list here is going to be shorter than, than yours, I'm sure. Um, it, it's I've actually been taking a little break from... Uh, I, I kind of stopped playing Front Mission almost as soon as I started playing it. Um, and, uh, and, and Xeno Gears has been put on the back burner a lot of this is due to the the whole like writing thing um because that's usually when i do it is in 
the evening right before I go to bed, which was my PlayStation one playtime. But, um, the, the one that I've kept going was, um, uh, death stranding, still a very strange game. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm, I haven't looked up how far I am in the story. They, they kind of, they are kind of divided into like chapters and sections and stuff. Um, I, I'm avoiding looking too far ahead uh, or like, I'm not using a guide at all. I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go, but I don't want to find out exactly, um, you know, what the, the chapter count is just in case. Mm. Um, but I am, I am kind of at, I'm, I'm intrigued at the story. Like it's finally kind of grabbed me as it took a little bit to get going because the gameplay still is very much, okay, you're going to walk from point A to point B and hopefully don't get attacked by dudes with electric spears or invisible ghosties. Um, like final fantasy, the spirits within, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, but yeah, the, the story itself is kind of, uh, compelling, uh, I think I mentioned before, it's got, you know, it, it's it's a Hideo Kojima game. We got Norman Reedus as our main character. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is not only probably involved in some of the story, but also is a character, like, not a character, but he's an actor in the in the game. Oh, yeah. And Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so there's there's been some more intrigue coming out uh, in in the story. It's evolving in a, a interesting way or, or you know. There, there's a bit of mystery a little bit of like okay who's who's actually on my side whose side am i on and uh where we're all heading towards so it's very abstract um but uh yeah other other than that i really haven't been doing as much um in the the mecca field i've 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 got so many things on my list to like watch. I really want to do a, a rewatch of all of full metal panic before I finish off that final season that I got my hands on. Uh, I did. I haven't had a chance to check out that Pacific rim, which I know you're going to be talking about later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a lot of, a lot of stuff on the docket hoping when, um, when I finish doing this writing project, I can kind of take a little break and, and get back into things. And, and when I finish off uh, death stranding, I think I'll have more time for some other stuff too. So, but yeah, that's, that's me. How about you, Pat? Uh, me, let's see. What have I done? So, uh, I finished up the, the Kerensky novels and I, uh, picked up the whisper novel. I have not started reading that, but uh, I have picked it up. Uh, does anyone, have any of you guys read, Read the Whisper novel? Is any good? Uh, it's not available in Canada yet, so I, I haven't been able not to get it. it. Huh? Weird. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know do why. You not, do you guys not speak English there? We we don't speak uh, uh, Amazon.com. It seems. Yeah, for some they reason do speak you can't French. I think I can get the hard copy, but I can't get the uh, digital copy for some reason. So. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. But uh, we will put uh, the link to it in Amazon.com, so anybody wants to get catch it up. But Whisper is a uh, is a they're a miniature company. They haven't made a game for it yet, but they they no, get but the world good, based around it. And... Yeah, they got some really good. Uh, they got some good minis out there. Yeah, I've, I've backed most of their kickstarters, if not all of them, and they're really nice. They're like pretty much like tag size for Infinity. That not huge, but bigger than bigger than twenty eight millimeter. Probably, I'd say fifty millimeter maybe. And uh, yeah, they're cool. They have real cool poses and stuff, and cool designs for their mechs. So 
Yeah, I'm excited for that novel, though. Nice. Uh, I got my CavCon shirts in the mail the other day. I, in fact, wore my one of them uh, yesterday. Uh, even though we aren't going to go to CavCon, I still went and bought the shirt anyway, so pretend like I did go. Yeah, that's that's cool that they're doing that. Uh, I binged uh, Pacific Rim the Black. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I liked it, yet I'm unsure whether I'll watch season two. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I think the that whole. I mean, do we do we talk no about spoil- it? No spoilers. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But the the ending, the the three stuff at the ending, and the and the government conspiracy side of it. I don't know. It was all of the Illuminati. I mean, I probably watch it. I mean, let's let's be honest. I don't the know. La 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 I don't know. I don't know why I said I would. I might not. But <laughs> we all know I'm a sucker. Uh, so I did that. Uh, Brian Wade, a good friend of ours and listener, uh, bought me this game called, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Mech Mark Company. Yeah, I have that uh, game. Through Steam. Uh, so yeah, it's like a, a Mech Warrior 3 kind of mm-hmm. look, 90 style pilot simulation mech. So I was having more uh, fun with that than Mech Warrior 5, that's for sure. Yeah, it brings me back to my old uh, Mech Warrior days when it first came out. Uh, you know, playing on dial-up <laughs> uh, on servers and having to clan and everything, all that stuff. Uh, it's a good time. I had I had I had to spend about an hour looking for my joystick. Yeah, it, does, it plays stuff. a lot better with a <laughs> keyboard. It doesn't play as well for sure. Keyboard mouse, it's so hard because once your mm-hmm. torso turns, you're screwed. Yep, you have to oh, kind of same yeah. with Warrior Five. Is the same way. You have to remember which way because then you start walking in a strange direction. You're like, why? Oh yeah, I gotta center myself again. Yeah, or you try and you try and turn, and then your your back turns, but the body stays, and then mm-hmm. you're like, I I can't track him. So it, it took me a while to get used to doing all that again. Uh, but uh, that was fun. I really enjoyed that game. It nice. brought back a lot of a lot of a lot of fond memories for me. Yeah, well, uh, if it's multiplayer, you might have to try with some multiplayer on it. I'll have to look. It's still in alpha. It's not yeah. a very expensive game. You can get it on no. Steam. It's uh, it's like twenty bucks. Uh, yeah, twenty bucks Canadian. It's a twelve bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's twelve. It's twelve bucks American. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cheap. Uh, did I watch anything else? Uh, I don't think I watched anything mecha related, other than Pacific Rim Black. Uh, I did enjoy your Shock Cox Cybertronic Spree on that you posted. Yes, I love Shock Cox. Uh, I, I love Cybertronic Spree though. Yeah, oh, yeah, great. those guys are fun. Yeah, those guys are awesome. And if you're listening, guys, keep rocking. Yeah, uh, I do love it, and for some reason, yeah, just, just. Uh, Soundwave's voice with with him just making martinis or making the cocktails is so funny. <laughs> it's just anytime he messes up, he's just so dry. It's oh my god, I, I just can't stop laughing. It is uh, one of the funniest things I've watched on the YouTube for a long time. And he always screws uh, things up, and it's funny. Uh, what else? Oh, and I read uh, I read that comic book uh, that our friend Rob sent us, uh, Ultra Mega. It's uh, it's a, kind of a weird take on kaiju, uh, and they brought mechs in at the very end. So uh, if anyone who wants to read it, check it out. It's by Image Comics, right, Rob? Yeah, Image Comics. Uh, it's done by uh, uh, James Heron and Dave Stewart. And I, I think it's like a, it's like if you didn't have the Ultraman 
uh, license, but they so they kind of spun off on it, so it'd be like body horror and yeah, it was like a mix of Ultraman, Pacific Rim, hmm. um, like yeah. you said, body horror and uh, yeah, it's really Robo- creepy, Robo- Robocop kind of a thing at the end. It's uh, the whole thing is it's uh, c- certain people get this ability to turn into like Ultraman because there's kaiju that other people are turning into kaiju when. Yeah, and, it's a virus that yeah. that attacks people, and and you never know when you're going to turn into a kaiju. Yeah, so and it has some surprises at the end. We won't spoil that, but uh, it is uh, pretty creepy and disgusting and ultra violent. It's not for kids. I'll give you that right <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. If you have a kid, don't let him read it. It is ultra violent. There's some really uh, disgusting things. I will give I will away. Say, a, yeah, I will say I wasn't too impressed with the art. I, I mean, I can understand. Uh, whoever who was the artist was going for something a little bit different. Uh, it didn't appeal to me all that much. Yeah, it's pretty stylized, but it's uh, there's one point where there's a literally a river of blood that congeals that turns into a, like a giant scab that is so disgusting. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh my god! And they, it was like a, it was like a landslide. They had the, they were trying to dig people out of the yeah. congealed blood. Uh, it was it was Ugh. so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a. I mean, it's pretty. The fun. one thing I, the one thing I will like, it showed that the heroes, the big giant, uh, ultra megas, the ultra men, uh, in other terms, uh, they were vulnerable and often got their butts kicked. And also, oh, they had like, gotcha. and it had a lot about like the what they have to sacrifice to do this stuff. Like, it, it's not just hey, I'm a hero. It's also well, I used to have a family, and you know, what yeah, you have to I give up to have that. this. Yeah, because I think. Uh, again, not spoiling anything. When if you say like if you were the ultra mega, and you happen to be walking, and then you sense the kaiju person, that person would change, and then you would change to fight him. Yeah. So right it, in at, the at a drop of a hat, like you yeah. just you didn't have control over it. Huh. So yeah. So you could either try to live like a hermit and not fight people, or you're always constantly fighting people because you're always stumbling across these people. Even if you're going out shopping or like grocery shopping or something, so so yeah, it's a really fun comic, and it was extra. It's like I think every issue is like sixty pages or something. It's really long too, so it's kind of yeah. Cool. I, I I realized as I was reading, I was like this thing is never ending. Yeah, so I I, I think it'll be cool. Hopefully, they'll do it as a uh, a whole set, like a nice hardcover or something. Yeah, oversized hardcover that'd be nice. But uh, I, I I quite enjoyed it. So it's it's uh, like Ultraman if uh, Ultraman was ultra violent. So that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all I got. Cool. What'd you got, Rob? I have a lot, because like I say, I've been bored. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do some, uh, some news first. Uh, uh, Big Bad, Big Bad Toy Store has some pre-orders for some cool stuff, which I, I may or may not have pre-ordered. One of them is, uh, they do a, Good Smile Company's doing a Pat Labor Ingram. That's about, I think they mm-hmm. said it's about seven inches tall, and he looks awesome. Is and, a model? Uh, that one is a model, yes. I think that's a model, that one. Is it a model? Oh, I'm going to have to get it then. They do model. Like, if you look up Pat Labor on Big Bad Toy Store, there's tons. But I I can't remember if this was the model or if this is a... Uh, yeah, this is the model one, I think. And then they're... Because they do other ones that are uh, that are just, like, the toy versions, kind of. But uh, they're all doing... They're also doing, which is not a model, the uh, from Pacific Rim Black. They're doing the uh, Hero y- uh, Jaeger. Jaeger. And, Which uh, one? The 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 yeah, whatever. I forget what was his name. The the blue and yellow one, the ones that kids drive. Okay, yeah, I don't want to give away too much though. Uh, Atlas Destroyer, that's what it's called. Yeah, 
So it's it's going to be that with a lot of options, two different arm options. If you watch the anime, you'll know why. And uh, yeah, so that's cool stuff. And I'm excited. That one's by Bandai uh, Robot Spirits line from Bandai. So that's that's fun. Uh, yeah, so Big Bad Toy Store. I'm gonna come like September, I think. That's when I'll, I have tons of stuff pre-ordered. I'm gonna have a giant box of Big Bad Toy Store coming to my house. So, I have so much stuff. How's the shipping on that? Uh, when you, when you do it, they do something called pile loot. So you wait till everything comes in and you ship it all at once. And it's, uh, it tends to be not bad. And I think in the States, it's free shipping over a certain amount too, so. Nice. Yeah, if I lived in the states, I would definitely be ordering from Big Bad Toy Store a lot more. But as it is, I have to wait. So, because I have, uh, I also have uh, Flint and Lady J from from the new GI Joe line, the six inch GI Joe line are coming out. So I have those pre ordered. I have to get those. So I have so much; it's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> also, Catalyst had a sale, and I bought tons of their BattleTech novels from the new line. So I have all those to read now. I'm catching up. I'm. I think I'm in the. I'm in like thirty sixty two. So I have to get to thirty thirty one. 50 or whatever the new novels are in so i have a ways to go in my timeline but uh i bought all those so i have those in the in the hopper waiting to be read and uh yeah gotta get catch up on the ilkhan era so everybody's fighting over earth now so we'll see who's uh see who's in charge by the end of it what's the name of the clan vacation guy novel (laughs) clan vacation guy (laughs) uh the uh Clan Buster from Black, Black Knight Clan Buster from Creator Juggernaut, the guys we were, we just interviewed not that long ago. Uh, people are getting the previews of it, which we linked to a, a video. I think it's the uh, it's the guys from um, uh, what's the name of the geez, I can never remember the name of the uh, Camo Specs, Camo Specs Online. They did a preview of the uh, new Clan Buster, which is all modular and you can do a lot of stuff with it, so that's fun. That's nice. So they they previewing that a lot of people are getting their, getting their hands on it so that's that should be coming out soon from uh, Creative Juggernauts making it for for uh, for the guys at uh, BattleTech at uh, so you'll be able to get it on uh, their website. Uh, yeah, I watched Pacific Rim: The Black. I I think it it's each Pacific Rim iteration kind of changes the story a bit. The first one was you know big robots versus giant uh, kaiju's. The second one was kids becoming pilots which is very anime and this one brings it to a whole new level there is some uh we'll talk about it later but there is some psychic abilities being shown and and ah. magic kind of stuff happening that uh is change it's i'm sure it's based in science of some sort but it's definitely yeah, I, I don't like know magic. if i would call it magic but wow it's it's, <laughs> it's not not anything that's possible with the normal rules of uh, physics so. supernatural yeah so I think it's just a progression of what's happening in the world. I did like the whole setting. I, that stuff was a little okay. This is a little weird for me, but I still enjoyed the show quite a bit. And it's quick. Like if you watch the whole thing, I think it's three hours long. You know, like it's 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 almost like just a movie. So hopefully they do get a season two. Hopefully enough people watched it because I would like to see where it goes from there. I, I, yeah, there's some other world building stuff that's interesting. The humans. There's like bad humans in it, which is always annoys me in the future when there's bad humans. But he was really bad, so I'm I'm hoping he gets his comeuppance. Let so. me. I, I guess we could talk about this part about that. You know, it always kills me is whenever there are bad humans or like camps and and secting or what do you want to call it? Camps or divisions or groups of people in a catastrophic happening world. Why is it always in Australia? 
<laughs> well, that's a lot of it takes place. A lot of uh, Pacific Rim takes place in Australia. So, you know, we got Mad Max, you got Road Warrior, you got all that stuff. Well, I think it's because you have a built in backdrop. Yeah. Down under. Is, yep. is that why Gundam, they blew it up right away? Yeah, so you wouldn't have to fight in it. Yeah. But it's got, you've got the outback. Like, there's such a huge area to, to fight through that it's, and, or travel through. Like, it's, like, a lot of, uh, of, uh, Pacific Rim, the black is the kids trying to get to the coast. And, yeah, you you have this terrible nature that you have to fight amongst all the kaiju and bad people running around. So it's, I think it just adds another layer automatically. Where nowhere else on the planet you wouldn't just run into big cities. Like, even the states in the desert, there's bigger cities, you know, like, you'd, you'd end up in Vegas, so. <laughs> Las Vegas, man. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's just a place where there's literally nothing in the middle, so you could. <laughs> I just, I just find it funny, it's like, we're, it's an apocalyptic world. And then we're all banded into different tribes, and yet we are fighting over Australia. Well, I would, I would love to see like other parts of the world in this. What happens is it kind of gets, it happens in the first episode, so I can kind of spell yeah. that as right. Like, it's specific rim, so you could take any part of the 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 what do they call that the the Ring of Fire. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But they have to shut down Australia because it gets overrun pretty much, so it gets locked locked down. I guess it's also separate from all the other continent so you can you can lock it down whereas if it was in asia you'd be in trouble because they could just walk across land to europe eventually so <laughs> so I, I think it was for story reasons that's the that's mostly why it's in australia but yeah i heard people complaining oh why don't they have australian accents it's well a it's in the future and b it's tons of people from all over the world are there in the shatter dome so exactly yeah that, that was always the fun thing about pacific rim is how multi like like cultural in yeah. a way it was like obviously our main characters are mostly speaking english but you know we had a, a japanese main character we had a you know idris elba's british uh, uh, chinese the chinese the, characters were there the russians were there like yeah russians it yeah. was it was a, a nice like uniting of of all these people worldwide coalition well they had to be yeah you can't you know, that's another good thing about Pacific Rim. There wasn't infighting. It was, well, there was like government control and stuff and, but there was no like, and there was infighting amongst the pilots, but they were always on the same side. There's no like evil person, even in the second one where it, you think it's an evil corporation. Turns out, no, the corporation wasn't evil. It's just one bad person in the corporation, you know, like the corporation was trying to do the right thing. So I, I think that's what I like about Pacific Rim. It's kind of hopeful that everybody works together, <laughs> really. Yeah, which Walking Dead is why I hate Walking Dead is that nobody works together. It's it's everybody just hates each other instantly and tries to murder each other, even if there's zombies everywhere. So I would like to hope that if the world does fall apart, we tend to to group together as humans instead of trying to kill each other. But I think the more we have Walking Deads, the more people will think that's what we're supposed to do. It's it's a bad lesson right. to be learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess now there's a new version of the Dark Tower coming out too, or not Dark Tower. uh What's that Stephen King book? The Stand. The Stand. The Stand. Yeah. Yeah, it was already out. It was on Hulu or something, but now it's on Amazon, I think, or can, uh, Netflix. Amazon. I think it's on Amazon. It has already been out. It the whole series ended on whatever it was originally, and now that you can watch it on things that people actually watch. I think it was on. <laughs> was it like a YouTube thing? No, YouTube it, was either, it was either Hulu or uh, Peacock or one of the you know one of the ones nobody has. So. <laughs> Apple Plus. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, the stand. Yeah, the stand. Once again, though, there's an evil like he's pretty much Satan causing all the trouble. So I can understand when people get corrupted. You know, it's not just humans being evil. It's there's a supernatural reason behind the stand. So uh, enough of that. I also watched something on Netflix called uh, 
uh, Sturgill Simpson Sound and Fury. It was like, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just an anime. And it turns out to be a 40-minute long music video by a country music guy who just obviously... At first, I was like, oh, it must be some young country music guy who likes anime and stuff. He may still like anime, but the guy's older than I am. Like, he's 50-something. And he made this with a famous uh, Japanese uh, anime director. I can't remember what he did originally, the Japanese guy. He was involved with a lot of famous famous uh, uh, productions. I should have looked this up. See, I should have been prepared. But he uh, did this video, <laughs> and it's at the beginning. It's just, it's not really country music. It's more like cyberpunk blues. Like it's it's really cool, and it's hmm. it's kind of a same story at the first part and the very end. It's about this samurai who's trying to get revenge, and eventually it's his daughter trying to get revenge. But it's like a street samurai. He she drives around in like a uh, I think it's a uh, charger or something like that. But very cool, and it's all set to music. No, no, it's just music. There's no dialogue or anything. And it's very stylized, and it's, it's really cool. And eventually the music gets a little too country for me. I'm not a big fan of country music. But the beginning, I was pretty into it. And uh, you have to stay till after the credits to get the resolution of the final battle. So it's it's well worth watching. And uh, like I say, it's only 40 minutes long. So it's you can skip. The, if it doesn't have the samurai girl in it, skip it. But uh, generally, <laughs> I think it's worth uh, checking out. Once again, it's on Netflix, so it's easy to do. You said uh, the soundtrack was country-ish? Uh, it's a country. This, this Sturgill Simpson, he's a country singer, country like straight up hardcore country, like not even like bluesy. Like the, but the thing was, I guess this is totally a departure from his normal music. I guess the stuff in the near the middle, there's a uh, more country kind of songs, and I think that's what he does normally. But I don't know who thought of this. Either he thought of it, or some some person around him was like, "Hey, you know what really sells is anime." But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why this exists, but it was pretty good. <laughs> so it's called <laughs> Sound and Fury. It's on Netflix. Yep. Your music and anime, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. True. It, it's, it's uh, so delicious. Yeah, I don't know what to, why it happened. It just did. Uh, also on uh, on the old uh, Netflixes, obviously I've been watching a lot of Netflix, is uh, been Cannon Busters, which it must have been originally, it's a Netflix original supposedly, but it, it definitely was in Japanese originally. But it's uh def it's it's like Trigun because it's in kind of like a futuristic Western kind of thing, but it mixed with like the director did Boondocks and like those kind of cartoons, so it's got like that kind of feel to it too. Oh, okay. I love and, Boondocks. Well, there you go. You'll love this because it's yeah same kind of humor. It's about an immortal mortal like mercenary sort of. No, he's not even a mercenary. He's just a guy who walks through the or doesn't walk. He drives his pink Cadillac that transforms into a mecha bull. <laughs> that uh, he he runs across some robots and gets into trouble and uh, yeah it's it's pretty fun it, once again it only had one season and didn't really resolve so hopefully you get more but it's it's been pretty fun I, I can't I can't complain too much about uh, that the uh, the storyline it's it's silly like it's very silly and it, at times it's really funny and other times it's ultra violent like once again not for kids like there's there's people eating people and uh, <laughs> like. Jeez. And he dies horrible ways constantly because he can't be killed. So he, he just gets like one time he, he got just drenched in acid and he came comes back like he's kind of magically comes back. He was cursed by a witch, I think, is the end result of why he can come back all the time. But uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, very interesting. Oh, I, I did look up uh, the Sound and Fury director. He also did uh, Starship uh, Troopers Invasion. You, you were talking about that. Uh, oh, OK. 
so it's the same same kind of feel as uh those those uh um would you like to know more yeah well it wasn't that, not that kind of feel but i mean same kind of animation feel i would say gotcha anyway so yeah gunbuster gun or cannonbusters not gunbusters it's a totally <laughs> different show but cannonbusters cannonbusters is uh interesting i i can say it's it's pretty funny and fun and once again it's pretty short i think there's 10 episodes maybe half an hour each uh we did talk about ultra mega which I thought it was really odd, and I thought it was just an Ultraman sp- spinoff when I first started reading it, and then I was like, oh my god, this is not Ultraman. Because uh, there is a new uh, new comic coming out, Trial of Ultraman. I think it's a sequel to the one, the other Ultraman series that Marvel's doing. So Marvel owns the right to Ultraman right now, which is Disney, so that kind of makes sense. So this is some other thing. I wonder if, uh, hopefully they don't get sued by Disney for being Ultramega to being too close. But <laughs> I don't know. I wonder if we'll see if Marvel owns them. Will we see another Netflix Ultraman? Maybe. Yeah, I don't. Well, know no, it'd be Disney Plus, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be switched to Disney Plus probably. Right? Yep. Because that 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 Ultraman on Netflix was awesome. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, that'll be that's on my list for sure. I'll have to check it out by next next time. I guarantee I'll watch it. Oh, I did start watching. Uh, also, that's on Netflix. It's called Last Hope. Another one of these Netflix originals that were originally a Japanese show. And it's I've only seen the first episode, but it's post apocalyptic mechs fighting giant kaiju. As you wait, as you want, but I'm it was noticing a theme. <laughs> but this one was the uh, the humanity tried to create a, a new power source, and it went wrong, and it mutated everything. So it mutated plants, animals, everything's mutated. So we, it's plants, kaiju. Well, it's everything. Like everything's kind of oh. got mostly. It's the animals. Like so far, it's been mostly bugs that have grown giant and tried to attack people. So there oh, are we transforming can... mecha in it, though. So we can. Uh, may probably make also mention since we're talking Mecha uh, that Mecha Godzilla is supposed to make a, an appearance in Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, they yep. they made yeah. it official, even yep. though you can't see it very clearly in the reflection of his eye. Well, I guess uh, in the original trailer there was like one shot and everybody was like, "That's Mecha Godzilla." He looks in the. I guess it's been confirmed now. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's uh, he's making a big comeback ever since Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Same. Yeah, same reason Gundam's making a comeback is Ready Player One really showed that you could do it pretty cool now. Uh, yeah, so that's that'll be next. You'll probably see it by next uh, time, right, Pat? Which one? The Mecha or the uh, Kong versus Godzilla? Uh, I hope so. When's supposed to come out? Uh, I think it's mid March or mid April. I mean, or oh yeah, April? I'll probably, probably like see it. Actually, it might be even end of March. Might for be those, I'm out. a sucker for these Godzilla movies, anyways, because it's my childhood, and they're not bad. Yeah, I mean that. The Godzilla King, King of the Beast, King of the Ant. What was that one called again? King of the Monsters. <laughs> King of the Monsters. I can't remember. Uh, but that was one hundred percent awesome. And if you didn't like it, it's because you didn't grow up in the seventies and the eighties. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, Congress by Godzilla is already out. So there you go. You gotta go oh shit! Go. You got to go to a theater to go watch it. Uh, lastly, I was uh, live on the Family Gamers YouTube channel talking about Mobile Armor Radio and talking about mechs and three. Wait, wait, wait! The Family Gamers YouTube channel seven seven seven. That's them. Yes, uh, the link to it'll be in the uh, show notes. But uh, yeah, it was just All a I little live say, show. I know, I know. There's three of us on this thing. Yet I didn't hear about this. <laughs> well, that's because they like me. They only invited you. one of us. Yeah, they they invited the person they like. I think that's the answer. Because oh, they knew we would talk the entire show. <laughs> well, there was some tec- technical difficulties. I had to, I had to vamp a bit, so we had some good times. <laughs> See, it's their uh, New York uh, New York City uh, 
Wi-Fi is not what it what it should be. So it used yeah. to be. But it was fun times. So we had a good talk about everything, and uh, yeah, check it out if you want to. Yeah. They're they're good folks. They they got a great channel over there. If you haven't uh, checked them out before, yeah, a lot about ga- miniature gaming mostly. Uh, yeah, some other stuff. They're they're really into Crisis Protocol right now. That's their. Hate thing. those guys. <laughs> we played Crisis Protocol. It was fun. No, I said I was using my their favorite line form. Oh, you hate everyone. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> You're the one who, who downvotes every single one of their videos, isn't it? Oh, no, I don't hate them that much. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so go check it out. It's a nice little talk live. So it was it was pretty uh, ridiculous. Let me just point it out without me or Brian, without <laughs> without the stars, just me. So yeah, maybe next time you should you should reach out to them. And if they're listening, reach out to these poor guys because they they feel neglected <laughs> now. They got they they of course they went for the talent, but they should have went they should have went for the faces. I think they went for the guy who was available on Wednesday at seven o'clock. Eastern. That uh, that has a distinct advantage. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll go on to the Mech Bay hangar and we'll talk about what we're going to talk about this uh, this month. <laughs> Let's do it now. Entering the Mech Bay hangar, and welcome to the Mech Bay hangar. We're I like talk- how now we're going to get to the part where we talk about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, the rest was all just pre- preamble to what the actual <laughs> episode's about. Which this one might be short because we don't have too much to talk about. I just sure, sure. something came up from all the stuff I've been watching lately that that was kind of uh, I wouldn't say it annoys me. It just it kind of especially for Votoms, it really kind of changed the whole story and not in a good way. Votoms originally it started out as like a war mech show, like it was all about this guy who's just trying to get through. He keeps ending up in wars, and by the end, it's there's magic soldiers and space gods and it kind of has a 2001 ending with the uh, with a baby who's 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 uh what is it called uh omniscient omnipotent and omnipotent it, or omniscient both omniscient it would be like you can see yeah omniscient uh, all-knowing all-knowing yeah. all-powerful he, he's all-knowing and all-powerful and so it's just it really omni. brings in the point psychic and magic in mech shows you know you guys for or against it and for votoms i was i was kind of against it it did lead to some storytelling but it really changed the whole like it was like halfway through whoever was doing it it might have been a comic originally or whatever or manga originally it seemed like whoever was doing it just got bored halfway through and just threw in this stuff it wasn't in the original (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh okay but uh yeah what about you guys i'm sure there's tons like obviously gundams have the new types yeah, I mean, is I that feel necessary? Like, like, I don't know. I, I I feel like if it works for the story, then it's okay. But if it like happened what you said in Votoms, if it really takes it away from the or, or origin of the story, then it's I don't think it belongs there. You know? Yeah, and, uh, and like you can say, like Gundam started off in a very like similar respect, right? It, it's a very much a like war centric story. It's yeah. very real. Uh, and and kind of in a punny way down to earth, um, okay. but you know there there is this component of of the new type phenomena within the show, which is you know this whole idea that once once humans have kind of left Earth's gravity, like they they kind of become more psychically connected with one another, for lack of a better term, um, and and it's it's you know 
it, it does add itself in in like it's used for dramatic effect too. Yeah, because right? it it didn't overwhelm or change the story in the long. So I mean, it wasn't the, my biggest favorite part of Gundam in the sense of the new types. I mean, but then they can keep visit, revisiting it, don't they? Throughout the different Gundams, oh, yeah. throughout the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Zeta in particular, I think might yeah. have. I, I haven't watched Zelda Zeta, but like I know Zeta has a very heavy influence on new types. Well, even just so uh, when uh, he first meets, uh, what's her name? Yeah, the girl uh, who eventually dies. What's her name? Four? Char, Char's, Char's. Yeah. Which one, Rob? <laughs> yeah. But the original like, Gundam. Are you, yeah, are you talking about Lala? Are you talking about yeah, Lala? Are you talking about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, even like the whole thing where they have like their their faces just floating in the void talking to each other and things. It was just like, really, it's kind of takes away from, you know, the Gundam yeah. fighting and the whole political wrangling. Like, I think it, I, I found maybe it's just me, but I found the, the whole political part and the, where everybody stands in the universe of Gundam, much more interesting than the psychic power battles or people, you know, meeting each other in the astral plane. <laughs> I, I found it kind of it, odd. It, it yeah. is something where like, the my, your mileage will definitely vary um and and like you guys are both saying like if it is something that's either not present early on or or it, it, you know what? has a very patched on kind of feel or, or or tangent um or or just out of nowhere like um one show that i that came to my mind is outlaw star right it's it's very much like, you know, up to the last episode, uh, it's very much, okay, we're, you know, we're, we're in, we're, we're Firefly, right? We're, we're just a bunch of uh, space uh, outlaws running around trying to make money uh, with our spaceship. And, uh, and then in the last episode, it gets super metaphysical and suddenly, like, there's this astral projection of their ship and it's punching the bad guy in the astral projected face like, <laughs> like it's and and then what's great about that show i always kind of get a kick out of is like they come back from that astral space and everything's like normal again yeah um and, and they get like a huge fine because they were running from the police or something like that yeah. but um but yes yeah, but it was you know with your your kind of question on that um i do think of of other spaces where we've we've kind of accepted it right like like star wars um mm-hmm. I, I i immediately thought of like the force unleashed you know you're you're using the force this supernatural for like better term magical power to fight like atsts and and jump around on at you know or, just or running around in star, star destroyers <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um it gets a little too powerful in that game i think that one is a little uh particularly crazy but then i also think of um like super robot shows right so you got Mm -hmm. like your gurren logons where your mechs are like literally powered by how manly you are (laughs) yeah (laughs) like um yeah super robots almost that's almost built in right the whole magic even ultimate yeah it's kind of a magic thing where the guy transforms and gets big yeah and and a lot of times it's not even like played off as magic, right? It's yeah. just an ex, you know, the mech is a much more literal extension of the person's will. Um, and so like, you know, to, to fun effect in Gurren Lagann where 
uh, you know, it, they just do insane, crazy things. And it's all about, you know, believe in yourself or believe in the me that believes in you. Uh, there's a lot of fun circular logic in that show. Uh, but, but, um, and then, and then you get those shows that really kind of toe the line. Like, um, Macross is another one that comes to mind where in the original series, it's, uh, yeah. And, and, and in Robotech, you know, it, it's, it's played off more that there's kind of a culture shock going on when, when our, you know, our, our sinning idol, sing some kind of 80s pop song and they're all just like what is this oh uh, god but then it, yeah it, is that you, magic or is it just that's yeah, is it just a plot point that they just never heard it before you know like right right it's, it's kind of more like uh you know <laughs> just maybe think of in a real world example uh how south korea blasts k-pop at north korea like it's <laughs> psychological warfare um but uh th- if you progress further down macross uh, it's the storyline like music takes on uh, in some ways a much more of like a manifest like it, it empowers things in, in different ways um, Macross Delta in particular which is the most recent one that came out there's a whole aspect about how the singing can like resonate with these magical uh, stones and stuff like that and it causes phenomena within the the context of the show um, meanwhile there's still very much the transforming fighter jet giant robot dog fights <laughs> um, so I, you know it, it's it's interesting when they do blend um, something that is is very much like a real robot show and then the the more magical supernatural elements are kind of brought in. I kind of like them uh, more often than not. What do you feel about, uh, say, like, so when, when we, when Rob first brought this topic up, I was thinking uh, Pacific Rim in general. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, you can count you can count drifting as a psychic link, correct? Right. Yeah. yeah I, I even and, but that's that that's that's put in a really good concept to, to drift. But then when we go to when it starts to roll into the black, then. They take it to the next level where I start to be like, oh, why would you do that? Gotcha. Uh, speaking, I mean, I don't want to, I hate to, like, I want to talk about it, but I don't <laughs> want to spoil the thing. Well, uh, you can say it uh, if you want to. Uh... We'll just say, spoiler alert here. Yeah. Close your ears. Uh, Brian, earmuffs. Brian, just don't even listen. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to talk about it, but. It's just what we'll happened. Just say yeah. how it's, they, it's fine. It's probably going to be a wild talk. How they resolve one, you know, in the beginning. One pilot, uh, Jaeger driving was bad and destroyed your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yes. they do this. They do this other thing that allows other people to. One pilot. It doesn't really destroy oh, their brain, but it kind of messes it up. You think that's bad? That's not the it, worst of it. I no, think. no, no. <laughs> but then, it, then it starts to lead into this where we we start to see this other stuff that happens later on in the story, especially at the end, where I'm like, oh God, really. <laughs> Well, it's it's really inter- it's interesting too, right? Because Pacific Rim, we were talking earlier about how a big aspect of that show was how culturally diverse it was, and it was, like the whole theme and core of that was bringing people together, and uh, you you have that extension into the pilots of the Jaeger themselves, right? Where where it's you are you are 
you know, not only are you working as a team, you are literally sharing like your memories with one another um, in, in the drift, as it were. And uh, it is, you know, a really compelling concept. And from what you're saying, it sounds like they've kind of played with that, maybe, maybe, maybe losing touch a little bit with what that original ethos was. I think a little bit, but I don't think it's something they can't fix. Okay. In season two. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about it, Rob? For the... You, uh, you, you watch the show. The drifting? I, I, I didn't have a problem with that because the one... Somebody does get horribly hurt doing that, trying to trying to do it by himself. Like, he gets he gets brain aneurysms and loses... Part, like, he gets a palsy, really. He loses... So one guy gets really screwed up, and then the other kid they said he's he's it's not good that he did it. Like he can't do it again because if he does, he'll be he'll you know. It's yeah. the other part that I found where there's pretty much a character who turns into a kaiju. We'll just leave it at that, and it it defies any it once again it's an Ultraman thing where it defies any types of of physics. Like he's a little you know he's a person and he grows I don't know a hundred feet tall. Like it's it's that kind of thing where it's just like oh that was a little beyond just. Like obviously it's the precursor, whatever the the other dimension guys. Magic is science, right? That we just don't know about. But it was just it was a little over the line for that. I found it was just uh, I didn't mind the drifting parts. I just found the the other part was a little over the top. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I thought I mean, but you no, know, I don't I hate it either. I think it's just it was just I can weird. See this yeah. is a way to just kind of it's a lazy way. I think. I mean. But then I guess we talk about is it always necessary to have the psychic link or magic link to your robots i mean we well, yeah. <laughs> we take for example the one that we always make fun of uh what what is that one you you, you made had us watch uh, brian back oh. in the day darling in the fronks darling in the fronks i thought that was gonna come up <laughs> <laughs> i mean you didn't think we weren't gonna talk about it i mean right right I mean, so it's an insane show. Yeah, it, so I don't know. Is it is it just a, a byproduct of the anime slash manga of Japan? Yeah, a lot um, of it's. I also find the endings where it always goes crazy at the end is Japanese don't know how to end a series. They all every time you have a Japanese <laughs> series, it goes crazy at the end. They, they don't can't just have a straight over up ending. It always has <laughs> right? to go nuts. <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's interesting too. So. Uh, this this goes back to a, a video I watched a long time ago, talking about a video game called Vanquish, and uh, it, it actually can kind of tie in where it, it's a uh, old game from Platinum, the the people that made Bayonetta, um, and uh, you were you were basically this super soldier in power armor, uh, and one one of the fun moves you could do is like the power slide, but it's like rocket powered, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It would activate slow mo, but anyway, this this is a video I believe it came from a, a web series called Extra Credits, where it was all about like video game design and s- principles and stuff. And what they they talked a lot about was was kind of the the myth of the gun, right? So in Western society, we see guns as a tool, right? And, and you know. Within the context of this video, they talked a lot about how we kind of have this mythology built around the gun. It was it was the thing that won the West, right? It, it helped us expand um, American territory, and so on and so forth. It, it gives uh, you know someone who has little power a lot more power, kind of quickly um, for for 
better or worse. And, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot you can unpack from that. Um, but then they, what they did was in the context of vanquish, one of the things in that game was how the gun was, was kind of one of those that could like transform into different weapons and, and it would always kind of come out from the character. And so this is also something that you kind of reflect in. You look at Metroid, you look at Mega Man, like there where the gun is literally an extension of their arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it kind of ties in more closely to like some more Eastern philosophy where, you know, your weapon and your armor are, are part of you, right? They're not, they're not something you hold in your hand. They are, you know, they are you for lack of a better word. And so I think that's, that's another component, a fun uh, opponent that, you know, you could probably unpack a whole lot in too. Yeah. It's an extension Um, of a metaphor almost like it's, it's a metaphor that, Oh, the weapon's part of you, but the anime makes that real. Like it's, it turns the metaphor into reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, that, that one always kind of stuck with me and, and just kind of that, that idea, that concept of like, you are, one with yeah you know your your weapon or your armor or, or what have That's, you a lot of it is you're one with a mech the mech acts as you act kind of thing exactly like even in BattleTech, they have to have the uh, neuro helmets to make it so that it's not so clunky because you have to make it so that it'll respond a lot better than anybody using foot pedals and and joysticks could ever do right you have to keep your balance and be able to do things like that and even even BattleTech, which is probably one of the most hard science like trying to be based mm-hmm. it's it even has stuff that's like okay we have to have a reason why you can do this legitimately but as anime goes yeah most of the time it's like like uh pacific rim or or gundam and things like that you become the mech like it, it what you're doing is what the mech does you know mm-hmm. pacific rim literally like they they have this harnesses where where you're running and stuff and it, it's literally what you're doing in the Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's it's not a it's not a cockpit. It's a, a treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no. So it, it 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 and that's where you know you start getting into some more of that the metaphysical stuff and and your again your mileage may vary and and I think it comes down to how interwoven that concept is into your theme. So like we were saying, yeah. Pacific Rim. It was immensely integral to the message yeah, point. behind yeah. that whole thing is is how we can connect with one another, even if we're completely different. Um, and there's the first movie, especially it's a, the whole storylines based around two people trying to connect and or one person losing the person they connected with and then trying exactly. to find somebody else to replace them. Like especially the first movie and the second movie, it's not so much. It's pretty much like anybody. Maybe it's the technology got better, but pretty much anybody, and especially by the black, anybody can connect with anybody. It seems like you just need two people. It doesn't matter if they uh, are compatible anymore. Drift compatible. Yeah, it's yeah. not drift compatible. You just have to make sure you don't yeah. get lost in your memories anymore. Yeah, it's more of a mental thing, not so much like literally in Pacific Rim. Is some people are not compatible with other people, and it just won't work. Like. But as mm-hmm. technology progresses, I think the, from the first movie to the black is like sixty years or something like that. So, gotcha. Technology is going to be a lot better. But it's funny, even uh, even BattleTech. Thinking back to BattleTech, early on there was uh, there was a duel between uh, Morgan Kell and uh, who was it? Yurinaga Karita, and all of a sudden, your uh, Morgan Kell turned invisible, like to to the sensors of his opponent. It's like. They they stepped away from that very quickly, and it never happened again. There's no that kind of weird <laughs> stuff. But even early on in Battletech, they they even they even like 
there was a little touched on it. magic happening. Like there was no reason for that to happen. There was, it was, you know, it was like he was he one with Bushido kind of thing going on. Stealth and technology. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, I'm, I'm glad Battletech stepped away from that. There is no aliens in Battletech, even if their far country is a book that doesn't exist, but there's no sentient aliens. There's no, there's no magic. There's no psychic powers. And that's one way to go. I think I, I tend to go on that side of it. I like the more hard, and that's true too. I, I'm, I kind of tend away from uh, super robots too. So, mm-hmm. but what about you guys? What about you, Pat? What do you you? How do you feel about this stuff? As hard or I don't know. I think I walk the middle. Yeah, because I like them both. Uh, I don't like ones that are overly crazy, like Darling the Franz. <laughs> um, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, that was just too much. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. I mean, if you don't know, guys, find the find the episode where we talk about it in depth. Uh, I wish I could give you an episode number, but I'm, we're, I'm not that smart. I can't even say, like, I apologize in advance because it happened already. <laughs> but I feel like everyone should experience it like me and Rob experienced it. Just go out and watch one episode. Well, that's it. It was uh, the original Brian uh, Trap. Trap video. That's it. <laughs> Brian got us to watch something. That was, that was odd. And... Uh... And now every to, time to Brian fair, suggests was, anything, I'm scared. Re- <laughs> it was something recommended to me. Like I watched it one episode with my friends and it was just like, man, this is a strange show, you guys. <laughs> I don't so I I, gotta finish it. Yeah, well, and I think, I think you also I think did sell line, it. Like you yeah. said. Uh, what was that? I think I walked the line. I think I'm right down the middle on either or as long as it's done well and not it doesn't change the original premise of the show, like I said in the beginning. Yeah. Um I didn't mind the new types in Gundam too much. It wasn't that bad. Um, but it did kind of pop up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, drifting in Pacific Rim I like. I You know, the Neuro Helmet in Battletech by itself is is just a, a nice enough thing, too. Yeah. Uh, I know in Atlantic Rim, they didn't have to drift. They just piled the <laughs> next. They just, I just went up and wham and wham and wham. <laughs> Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I lean towards one or the other. I mean, uh, I feel like sometimes I just kind of expect at some point in a in an anime it's going to happen. Yeah, I guess it's a, that's the thing. Yeah, we, we didn't even talk about Power Rangers. <laughs> I, I, Power like, Rangers are after so, my time. I don't know much about Power Rangers. I don't know about Power, much about Power Rangers either. It, they, you know, it essentially like have the ability to to summon their their robots and they join together and suddenly there's a giant sword and they cut their enemy in half and it's just like and yeah, they also they're... transform from uh white people or north american people to uh asian people who are in, in costumes really magically yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man that's got a lot of magic in it <laughs> yeah that's definitely obvious well it's got its own genre but it is definitely magic based mm-hmm. that that i mean i guess if we i'm not i'm really thinking about it i mean i guess there's like there's a psychic link at least in the reboot of voltron you know yep. they had they yeah. had the yeah they had to kind of what's the word meet the approval of the line before oh, the line right. yeah. open up to them yeah that's right i forgot about that at the beginning yeah 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 it's well, a, maybe, it, maybe it's more prevalent than i thought maybe i just uh, just yeah. expect it and like um, I, I think I said this before the show. I was talking with either, either one of you guys. Um, I think it was when Pat stepped away. It was it was something where it's like you know they're actually like it. It's it's woven into a lot of things. Uh, it, it's just kind of how 
much in the foreground yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like there's a you're automatically have to suspend disbelief. You have giant robots, so and you might <laughs> might as well throw in some psychic stuff or might as well throw in some magic stuff. Magic yeah. is different from psychic stuff. It's it's I think that's a little more rare other than in super robot shows. But like psychic stuff seems to be pretty common, like at least in in the basic, like you're saying, people connecting brains or people. Yeah, I guess I guess it has to happen then at that point, right? Because you're really talking about connecting a human brain to a robot or connecting two humans to pilot a robot. Yeah, like that's a, a that's a bare minimum. Or even Min May's music is it a superpower? Is it just uh, uh, just the annoying? Because who, hmm. who likes Min May? Or even in Mosquito when uh, Aisha can uh, detect other in in bit running around. Like that seems to be another thing is when when the people can detect the enemy kind of thing that happens a lot. They have that sixth sense kind of Spider Man Spidey sense happen a lot. I find right. that in a lot. I of don't shows mind too. that as much. I don't mind that as much though. It's 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 just a slight extension of psychic powers. Then there's full on psychic stuff or full on magic stuff too, like where people are shooting magic beams or even in in. Uh, What's it called? In Power Rangers, one of the villains is a witch, pretty much, right? Like, she's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a witch. So, <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's that's the far end on the other side, is right? Queen Rita? I can't I remember. <laughs> I think it's just Rita. It might just been Rita. Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa, that's what it Why was. Why do I know this much? I've never seen the show in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's But, yeah, like... uh so I guess it's yeah different levels, right? And I'm I'm sure Brian, you 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 like the super robot stuff a lot more. So I assume that you you were you yeah. don't mind too much when yeah, stuff I, I, invades. I watch a whole bunch of different stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I think I think I'm in in the same boat though. Like I think I don't mind it more often than not. Um, but I, I I think it always does kind of come back to like we're saying you know as long as the quality is there like as long as it's it has a reason for being there um i i think is is where i'm more accepting on it um i'm trying to think of of i kind of gave the example like outlaw star earlier and i'm sure there's plenty more where it's like okay suddenly like our our characters can now speak telepathically with one another or you know the mm-hmm. i summoned the robot without thinking like it came to my aid yeah uh <laughs> kind of thing well that's what yeah uh, votoms was the one that really pushed me over the edge because it was like the third act all of a sudden it's like whoa where'd this come from like this was there was like perfect soldiers were kind of a concept but it was almost at the beginning it was presented like genetically engineered people who are just better at it but by the end no no they're they're like magic like it's it's people who literally are you know different than humans you know and i think that's what really pushed me over the edge in that that particular show (laughs) yeah and and there will be the ones where like sometimes they'll try to explain x y or z like i think of the metal gear franchise right where they have these giant robots uh, hopping all over the place and whatnot by the end of of the series um and and there there's a lot of kind of hand waving but it's like it's very much supposed to be it's like no this this is science made this possible but uh well they also have what you don't psycho need mantis know. early too though he's in like the first right? game <laughs> so yeah so you, got, um, you already had psychic powers in that game so and and I mean like there's there's plenty of other super crazy shows um, out there and stuff like Evangelion and 
Evangelion's mm-hmm. another one that by the end you're like, it wasn't it wasn't normal the whole way through, but by the end you're like, what no. the hell is going on? No. <laughs> there there was a there was a great amount of, of magic or divine, you might well, yeah, say. Yeah, they're fighting angels really. So Yeah. But I also think of like Mass Effect and and stuff like that. Like so it's I think it's it is much more common these days when we've we've been more open to blending uh, our genres together yeah. a bit more. I think um, I, I always think back to how like William Gibson, the the author for uh, uh, Neuromancer and stuff like that, like he kind of famously poo pooed Shadowrun. Yeah, he didn't because like it was like parts, I don't yeah. I don't like elves and orcs and stuff in my in my cyberpunk world yeah it was all supposed to be super realistic yeah 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 so i mean that's his opinion i think i think it's fun um well, so, it's good yeah even we didn't in, even talk about Shadowrun. <laughs> yeah Shadowrun's a big one but even in cyberpunk the new game there's a lot of things that happen that it looks like magic but it is technology and they always say that like what's the difference really it's mm-hmm. it, uh, that's the line they use in thor isn't it yeah, one man's science is another man's magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a famous quote: "Is that yeah? Once once science progresses so far, it's indistinguishable indistinguishable from magic, right? But it's it's when it's so blatant, I think, or out of the place. That's that is the issue. Yeah. You know? the, the biggest thing is is when it's out of place and it yeah. doesn't contribute. I think is the big the big or, thing. Or they use it as a get out of free jail card. Like all of a sudden." Hey, this person could do this. It's like, well, they never could do that before. They the, many times before they could use that ability. Why? Why didn't they all of a sudden use that right, ability? Right. That's when it's poorly written. I think it's rare, especially in Japanese stuff, to ha- have it poorly written. I think it once again for long, long running things. I think it's people get bored and they what well, they want to add something new to it, so they they throw in some stuff. And I'm sure that's what Votoms was because I think Votoms was originally a manga, and I'm sure like. After the thousandth issue of that manga, they're like, you know what? I'm bored with just mechs fighting each other. Let's uh, let's throw on some crazy stuff to spice this up a bit. So. <laughs> right. Or or I just I just read this really cool manga about you know Gundam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So so at the end of the day, uh, I think I generally enjoy both uh, when it's present, when it's not. Uh, the at me for me the end at the end of the day the the big thing is the quality of it. It's all just glitches in the matrix, anyways. That's that's magic for you. Oh, there you go. There's matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the matrix anime, there was ghosts and things, but it was just that's how they explain it. It's glitches in the uh, in the matrix, mm-hmm. or, or there's vampires and things like that. Yeah, just old code. <laughs> so we're all in a simulation, so none of it matters, anyways. I think that's a way to sum it up, right, guys? <laughs> That's true. I'm going to change my program to become a mech pilot. There you go. There you go. Next reboot. <laughs> okay, we'll go to the X-Fill and get out of here. It was a good conversation. Let's X-Fill out of here. Well, see, X-Fill. We're, we've done it for another month. We've, we've made it, boys. And Yay. he thought that would be a short roundtable discussion. Uh, you know, yeah, we, we went on for a while, but that's good. But, uh, yeah, once again, come to our Facebook group, Mobile Arm Radio. Come to our Discord. Come to Twitter, YouTube. We got to do more stuff with YouTube. We don't do enough YouTube. Yeah, I, I was I was just thinking about that. I, I'm trying to get some battle reports up with some Cav and maybe some Alpha Strike. That'd be cool. Yeah, right, that'd be sweet. There you go. We got to get uh, we gotta hire uh, Rick Hall to do some bat- some Alpha Strike uh, battle reports. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got a guy I play Alpha Strike and 
Cab, uh, I'm going to talk to him about filming some stuff. Cool. Nice. And Brian, uh, Rick already volunteered you to play some mech zone. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that. Yeah. So, so we might get some mech battles on Dead Zone, the podcast. That'll be fun. I'm I, also, I, also want to, I also want to record our mech hack game. Yes, we got mm. to play more role-playing games, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we say that Only there's more time in the world. We never we never plug your other stuff, too. Brian is on Dead Zone Podcast. Go watch that. Pat, you, you've uh, revitalized the Mantic uh, podcast. Yes. Yeah. You've been doing Once a week, every Wednesday. Yep. If you're interested in anything Mantic-related, uh, check it out. Nice. Uh, Rob, uh, what do you guys got going over with uh, Old Vinland? Oh, nothing. We don't. We, we, we never do anything anymore. But uh, yeah, also, what is it? Uh, DeadZoneGame.Podbean.com. It's been so long I had to remember how to say it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah DeadZone. Uh, we're also like very active on our, our Facebook page, too, DeadZone the Podcast. Um, so go check it out there. And yeah, I, we're, I don't know if you listened to the last couple episodes, we're just getting around to like plugging where we actually have <laughs> social media. <laughs> We've been at it for like what a year and a half. <laughs> Man, this one we've been at it for like three years, and I've, we've never plugged stuff before. I always forget to plug at the end. So, yeah, check out everybody else's stuff. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Redline should be coming. Should be shipping. Yeah, yeah, eventually within hopefully. months. Uh, BattleTech sh- Wave Two should be shipping. Yep. Uh, check out that. Uh, oh Christ! I forgot the name of the company. Ready? Which one? The guys Wave that are making games? the bat. No, the guys that are making the BattleTech minis. Oh, Kids Logic. Is it Kids Logic? Oh, not Battletech. Oh, you're. Uh, uh, I was thinking of the Kids Logics doing the Robotech game. Yes. No, the uh, Catalyst games Catalyst? is yeah, but it's a uh, what is it? Something Juggernaut is the uh, guys. God, we should, we these should all remember. be in the show. Notes. These these all be in the show notes. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> it'll be on Catalyst Games Labs uh, website when they eventually release the the minis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tons of stuff, but like I say, yeah, Robotech game is coming out. I'm not sure about it. We'll have to get some previews of it because it's. Uh, I'm not sure. Stranger than games. Looking at you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, strange, strange machine. Strange machine games. Jesus. Yeah. yeah that's that's the, a strike. That's a strike. That's the. They're doing the uh, new Robotech uh, reconstruction. I think it's called. That's a different game. Yeah. Anyways, check out all this stuff. We, I, once again, you go on our uh, you go on our Facebook page. We we plug all this stuff because we love it. Anytime I find anything mech related that I think is cool, I always post it on the Facebook page. So yeah, and since Rob's our content guy, he uh, does wow. most of the posts. No, Brian posts a lot too. Every now and then, you you do post. Anytime there's a new anime coming out, you always uh, do it. I try to to you know keep people in the loop. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, we're all good. We'll we'll see you next time on Mobile Armor Radio. April Fools. Night, <laughs> <laughs> guys. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at M Armor Radio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion.